The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at all the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly, like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this year for Advent, I am going to be talking a little bit about Advent and what does it mean and the different days of, like I said earlier, faith or hope and peace and joy and love. And today we start Advent, a new church year, a celebration of Jesus not only coming into the world for the very first time as we celebrate at Christmas, but we look at his second coming and the time that we wait in between these two advents of Jesus. In this in-between time, it's easy for us to become distracted and lose sight of the promises of God in our life, which is one of the reasons why we have the season of Advent, to have some time in our church year to be intentional about the spiritual practice of waiting, waiting and watching. If we're not careful, our daily tasks and routine can lead us to ignore our spiritual needs. All of our struggles and setbacks, our disappointments, they cause us to lose hope. Advent is a very hopeful time. But Jesus tells us that we should not be beaten down or defeated by the struggles of the world. Instead, we should stand up and raise our heads because our redemption is drawing near. This Advent, we're going to be sharing our stories because our stories connect with the larger story of God in our life. And in doing that, we will be using the Advent wreath. The Advent wreath symbolizes the beginning of the church year. It's, it's, it's circular and it has the greens and candles. And the middle candle is the Christ candle. 
And each aspect of the wreath has a significance. The circle, for example, the reason why it's in a wreath and a circle reminds us that God's love for us has no beginning and no end. The green speaks of the hope that we have in God, hope of renewal and eternal life. The candlelight reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world that comes in to the darkness of our lives, bringing newness and life and hope. It also calls us to, to remind us that we are the light of Christ to the world. In the first week, we celebrate hope because we hear the announcement of Christ's birth and the expectation for his return. But I know the reality is that hope is sometimes hard to come by. We turn on the news and we see earthquakes happening in Alaska, wildfires in California, hundreds of mass shootings throughout our year in in our country. Sometimes it feels like we have come to the end times. But hope comes when you believe that on the brink of death, Death from illness or despair, disappointment or heartache or oppression or depression or burnout or whatever you may be experiencing in your life. When you are on what feels like the brink of death in the midst of disaster, a word of hope, a word of peace, a word of comfort comes into your life. Suddenly you are aware that there is something bigger than you, something bigger than you, bigger than this world. That something comes from God. The message you hear throughout the season of Advent is how the impossible becomes possible. That God comes into our world, comes into our life to tell us and to show us How much God loves us. This is exactly what the gospel offers us. The impossible possibility of a reality that turns the everyday real struggles that we face into the truth of a deeper, more sustainable life that comes from God. So as I reflected upon this idea of hope in my life and the idea of stories, I want to share two quick stories with you. Stories about hope in my life, and I shared one earlier during the service, but um, I I thought about, okay, what does it mean to have hope or to feel hope in our life? And I've always thought of hope as this, this... burning in the pit of your stomach, this exciting feeling that, that just seems like it wants to burst from your body. And I have that feeling when I come upon a road that is about three miles long. Not, not any road, not every road. That would be kind of crazy. But this particular road that's three miles long. And I first encountered this road when I was eight years old. I don't actually remember the drive, or I didn't really have the feeling the first time I encountered this road. In fact, I was pretty scared when I encountered this road. It was my very first time going to Camp Calumet. 
I did not know what camp was all about, but I remember my parents telling me, my pastor telling me that I I should go, that it would be fun. I said, sleeping in a tent or a cabin without heat or TV or whatever is not my idea of fun. But I decided to go. And I did have fun. One of the things that I remember during during that week and, and this kind of dates me because I don't. This show's not on anymore. But if anybody does, anybody remember um, that show Double Dare that was on Nickelodeon? It's back. It's back. Oh, nice! I have to check that out. So Double Dare, you, these these contestants would have to answer a question, or they can take on a dare or do a double dare, and and then slime would come down on them if they lost or something like that. But we played that game at Camp Calumet, going from station to station to station. I thought that was a blast. But ever since then, on my trip to to Camp Calumet, I turn on Ossipee Lake Road. And once I turn on, I know that it's only three more miles until we get to camp, until I can see my friends again, until my family gets together, until I have that place where I feel close and connected with God. And I get excited, and I have hope. The possibilities of what that means in my life. The other story of hope is with the church. And I, I want to share this story. Um, it's about elephants. And I'll tell you how elephants relate to the church in a second. But it, the story goes like this. There's a man who was passing along this herd of elephants. And suddenly he was stopped and was confused because these, these huge creatures had this little rope tied around their legs. And this man knew that if this elephant wanted to, he could run off at any point, breaking the rope, destroying the rope as he, as he took off. There's no cages. There's no chains. These elephants seemed as though they were free to roam about. He saw the trainer nearby. And he was really curious about the elephants and why they were staying where they were and why they weren't taking off. And and so he he went up to the trainer and asked him, what's going on? You know, how did you get the elephants to stay where they are? The trainer said when they were much smaller and much younger, they tied that same rope around their leg. And at that point, that rope was able to hold them back. So when they started to walk away... They were stopped, and they couldn't walk any further. And as they were growing up, they were conditioned to learn when they felt that rope around their leg that they could only go a certain distance before they couldn't go any further. So they decided unconsciously not to go any further anymore, never to break free. This man was amazed. These animals could break free at any point from their bonds, but they believed that they couldn't. So they were stuck right where they were. As a church sometimes, a lot of times perhaps, we believe that we have had these limitations placed around us. Maybe a rope wrapped around us holding us back from fully living into the things that God wants us to do in our lives and in the world of our church. 
We believe that we are limited because of the things that maybe have held us back over the years. We believe we don't have enough time. We don't have enough people. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough skill or talent to fully live into the things that God is calling us to live into. But God tells us over and over again throughout the gospel that with God, all things are possible. God comes into our world to tell us that we can accomplish all things if we believe God is calling us to accomplish something. For the truth of the gospel proclaims the truth that we experience in our lives. And that's God's truth. And God's truth isn't just good news, but it's good news that seems too good to be true. That is the hope of the gospel. So throughout the the season of Advent, we'll be focusing on hope and peace and joy and love. And as we talk about them on a Sunday, I invite you to think about these words throughout your week. So think about how you have experienced hope in your life. What enables you to feel hopeful and how is God moving in all that? And not only your life, but also the life of the church. Because as I get to know more about the church and what we have experienced as a community of faith, it would be helpful for me to know what has brought you hope in the midst of this community. And as we read the gospel... We will together learn that there is a God who created us and who sustains us in this world. That God deeply cares about and passionately cares about you and your dreams, your successes and your failures. God cares so much that God sent his only son into the world, not as a king with riches and royalty, but as a baby born in a stable to give the world hope. Amen.